Hi. Hello. Hello, Nick. I've got some before we before we start. Mm-hmm. I really hope that Hoover noise from your neighbours is being picked up for everyone else to listen to. Yeah, it shows you that we've got very clean neighbours and very thin walls. Yes. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I've got some good news to announce before we start record to start the rest of the podcast. Oh, hooray! Have the charge has been dropped. I was in Tesco today. Uh huh. At the till at the self checkout. Uh-huh. And next to the till was a uh, you next time on your shopping you can save a receipt that someone had just left lying there. Oh really? Guess how, how much? much it was for? Um twenty seven pence. Three pound fifty three Hooray, you can go to Barbados. I just, isn't that amazing? I've just got a free £3.53 at Tesco. I even said to the nice lady by the checkout, I said, can I just keep this? And she went, yeah, it's fine. But was she nice, though? She seemed sure she was pretty. Uh, that means she was nice, by I definition. I think that does mean she was nice. Yeah, uh, well, we all know that ugly people are, by definition, evil, and pretty people are lovely and touched by an angel. That's why I'm so damned gorgeous. What's the topic? The topic today is... Is it about time that parents who took their children on term time holidays were put to death? Oh, I want to, uh, that's something I'd actually quite like to talk about, but I can't. Uh, you now. can't now. That's it. Can we talk about that next week then? We may, if we won't remember, but yes, we definitely can talk about it next week. I have quite strong opinions about school. I can talk about schools more generally. We can talk about schools. We can talk about schooling. We can talk about schools of fishes. Yeah, well, I'll we just tell can't you. talk about term time holidays. Okay, well, I'll tell you about schools. Judith is due to go to school this year, which is ludicrous. She's fourteen years old. I mean, this is the same podcast series where <laughs> she was born, and now she's going to go be having to go to school and sit in little rows. And when she was born that. live on the podcast. That was episode ninety-four, wasn't it? Well, if you remember, we then ate some delicious uh, as the smart price products to celebrate her birth. Uh, and to continue that sort of celebration, <laughs> she'll be going to a local state school. Um, and no, actually, no, no, stop, stop, no. I've decided no. There is no way that, that she is old enough that we did a thing on this podcast when she was yeah. born. We did it before she was born. And, and, and no, we did it before I met Laura. Yes. We did it before Judith was a, a thing. Yes. And now she's going to school. Yes. She was telling me this morning that the weather was inclement again with that phrase. <laughs> so you, you now have somebody who says the weather is inclement who didn't exist. And yet this continues. Um, anyway, so yes. you, I don't know if you know, you've probably seen parents do this sort of thing. You, you become very obsessed by choosing schools and moving to the right places mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. visiting every school in the neighbourhood and blah, blah, Converting blah. Converting to Catholicism. Yes, exactly. Pretending they go to church when they don't, all that stuff. Yes. Um, I'm happy to say that, and I think I mentioned this before, we haven't visited any of the local schools at all. Well, we surely she just automatically gets a pass to, uh, as a shiksa to the lo- local Jewish school. Quite the opposite. No way. She'll be at the bottom of the list. Um, um, Ahmed Abdul is more likely to get in there than she is. <laughs> and... And then we, and so what we, so we basically just at, almost at random filled in the schools on the so-called choice list. Now, you might say that that makes me cavalier because I haven't visited any of these schools. I haven't um, examined them. Um, we we kind of looked at what Ofsted said about them. I don't really trust Ofsted. I think they can be gamed terribly. So why did I do this? 
The reason I did this is, as I think similarly to you, I have a relatively strong contempt for the whole notion of education, especially at this age, in mm-hmm. the way that we define education, in any case. So I feel it's... I, I get a little bit Russell Brandy about it, and that if I actually participate in the selection of the school, it's almost like I'm saying, well, which factory farm do I want her to go and sit in? Which has which has the nicest um, chicken wire around the cages? <laughs> it, it feels as fatuous as that to me, and that it'll obviously be... I feel it'll be more like I'll need to be concerned about how much effort will I need to put in to deal with the damage that this experience will do to her at such an But are you age? not just absolving yourself of responsibility if you accidentally send her to some Victorian institution where she's forced to sit in straight lines and write lines all day? No, I think... she could be going I, to a place which is all play blocks and slides. No, I think they're all, they're all pretty mediocre. There's no, nowhere horrific and there's nowhere brilliant. They're all oh, just okay. the same level of gaming, listless, thick teacher, mediocrity, tick boxes. And... I think that's where we are pretty much for 80 or 90% of the schools, especially at primary level in this country at the moment. There is one school relatively nearby which uh, has been renamed with the word academy in the term, which means... <laughs> for, 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 for four-year-olds? Well, it, it starts at four. And the reason <laughs> it was renamed academy is that when it had its previous name, the headmaster was stabbed outside the uh, school. So we, we, we're not really allowing her to go to Stabbers Academy. But beyond that... <laughs> So where uh, did they uh, pick the name Stabbers? Yeah, I mean, uh, it does look like a prison, so it's appropriate huh. they should just leave them there. Yeah, um, saves time. But other than that, I'm really not interested. One of the so-called top-rated Ofsted Excellence Schools here, as I might have mentioned before, the headmaster's note had eight different... Um, spelling errors. Spelling, spelling and, and other yeah. errors on it, and was in Comic Sans, and was full of... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there we are. So that's, that's, what, you, that's what you have to look forward to, parents. Um, and there's no way out of it. It's ludicrous that a four- and five-year-old goes to school, real school. It's just yes. utter, utter madness. And, Although and th- I, know, I know a couple of people who, are, who teach. Oh, oh sorry, to... sorry. One thing how say, rude. All, all the schools that are boasting about how much homework they give, of course. Oh! So Judith, at the age of four or five, will be getting homework. I, as I, I think I said on I said a couple of weeks ago I just won't if I have kids. Yeah, but, you did. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying about your you're trying, to, you're trying to defend teachers. Yeah, I have friends who teach that age group, and, and I asked them because I remember my experience of being at school at that age, and I, what I remember most of all is these tests, these maths tests we had to do, which were printed with blue ink on white paper, which was the precursor to photocopiers. Yes, the Romeo machine. I'm over four hundred years old. They use stencils and spirits. I remember that. There's a purpley blue ink. Yeah. yeah the Ronios. Yeah. And, and so we have multiple tests on those. And that's what I primarily remember from, from my primary school days. Um, do you remember how those pages used to stink a bit of the solvent as well no, sometimes? I do not remember that. I do remember that. I do, I do remember I genuinely enjoyed these tests because I used to get 100% and feel really smart and clever. And I got Swat. put up a, a year early in, in primary school because I'm so clever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that was it, was, it wasn't great, but I'm told it's nothing like that anymore, that it's much more play orientated and stuff. Is it really? Because but that's I, what they yeah. tell me and they are the ones doing it. Unless of course it is, it's like a Roald Dahl novel and that's what they tell people when they ask, but when they actually get the door closed, they're all just but like I don't sewing understand. Machines. I don't understand how that works then because at the same time, there's so much um, assessment and testing and so forth that happens centrally. How, does, I how think, do they equate the two? 
I think it depends. I think it's all about the imagination of the teacher. I think they have a syllabus which is restrictive, but if they can be imaginative within it, you can have, you can probably have a good time. Um, I don't think assessment is necessarily a bad thing for for young children. Published, you know, league tabled assessment is terrible, but actually monitoring how a kid's what the hell. Oh, it's just the, the local steam trains just arrived. Sorry. <laughs> just, is there anyone you have to meet? Or wave off for the hanky? I, I, I just need to put some... Um, I just need to put some coal onto them, the, the, the locomotive. Sorry. There you go. Okay. And, yeah. and it's on its way. Excellent. Yeah. Um, no, I think, you know, monitoring how they're doing, that doesn't seem a necessarily bad thing, does it? But if there's any repercussions on that child as a, you know, oh, you only got... If the child finds out the results of the test, that's awful. Well, also how fatuous that monitoring is and how easily it can be gamed is yeah. another problem. Another, another primary school memory for me, I used to bring all the books home to read, which we were given to read. Mm-hmm. And my sister, who's two years younger than me, when she was, I would have been five, she would have been three. She read all the books while, you know, because we both learned to read when we were three. Mm-hmm. She she read the books when I brought them home, and then when she got to primary school, she get, get kept getting told off by the teachers for claiming that she'd read all the books already, <laughs> and they had no contingency. There was nothing they could do because she'd read the books, and that was it. She was just forced to read them again. So there's no imagination, or anything not, they, like we're that. talking thirty thirty years ago now. These people, these awful people, Dreadful I hate all teachers. Let's get rid of them now. My favourite thing about middle school, because I went to, I did the whole, um, I was one of the last generation to do primary for three years, middle for four, and then secondary for however many. Um, And my favourite thing about middle school was each year we had one teacher who would teach us for most lessons. Um, And each year that teacher would spend a good 80, 85% of the time teaching us their version of handwriting. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. It was really worthwhile. So Mrs. Yeah, Steele taught us to do an S like this. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Exactly. Joyce said, that's not right. You don't do it like that. You do it like this. Yeah, of course. I like that as well. We were taught to do a copper plate R. You can look that up um, when you go offline. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and uh, then we were told that wasn't, wasn't the way you do it anymore. The cool kids don't do it like that anymore. And it was very confusing. Cool kids with their quills. With their quills. Did you have to use ink pens? Yes, we, had to, we uh, didn't have to use the ink wells that remained in our desks, but... Um, we used cartridges. Yeah. We had to use cartridges in our fountain pens, yes. Poor left-handed kids. I'm assu- smudging. <laughs> I, I assume that, unless they did the claw. Left, mm. I remember left-handed kids who would... You'd reach over the page, and you'd come to the page from the top down with your clawed hand gripping the pen in this mad... This mad way. That was one solution. I assume mm. that children don't have to write with fountain pens and ink cartridges anymore. Really? I assume so. I can't imagine. I haven't seen an ink cartridge. A little inch-long blue capsule of clothes staining materials. They still sell them at WH Smith's. Don't, don't, don't. I live with that every day of my life. It's not a joking matter. I thought that you'd oh, taught, that... taught her well. No, 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 a number of stair pushing downings can get rid of it. Oh dear! But uh, was it agree? Does she at least agree that she is wrong? No, that she can't help herself. She's emphatic. Even though, even though she works for the NHS, which she pronounced NHS, and she works with PhD students, which she pronounces PhD. And when you point these things out to her, that doesn't uh-huh. doesn't change anything. Oh. That's not very scientific. I know. Maybe she'll be a homeopath next. Poor programming. 
Oh, dear, Someone was trying to recommend me Kinzio tape on Twitter last night for my bad arm. Oh, you, you do have a bad arm. What happened? I don't know. Did Spontaneous madness. Hmm. I was sat in... I was unhealed. I was in church. Uh, sat still playing on my phone, as is my want. That's why Jesus is angry with you. Playing flow free on my phone. And oh, this pain in my upper left arm began and it got progressively worse all day until last night I was in quite astonishing agony and I got to the point where it was so painful I couldn't actually move my arm I was having to pick up my arm with the other hand to move it around like it was dead and was it dead it was it was dead and that's why I've had it chopped off okay good I had it I so it took some I found some old some year out of date cocodamol in a cup in a in a cupboard last night mm-hmm. took that and that let me get to sleep with some ibuprofens Oh, right. And is it feeling better now? I woke up in the morning and it's still very pain. It's still, it's not, it's nowhere near as bad, but it's very tender. I can't really use it for much. Oh, dear. It's a bit which, sad, which, isn't it? Which hand anyway, is it? Kinzio, left arm. Oh, right, that's all right. Kinzio tape, Nick. That's what I need. That's the answer. What are those things again? I remember reading about it on randy.org, but I can't remember what the mechanism was supposed to be. If the mechanism is <laughs> tape on your back, lots of money, please. Thanks. Bye. Magic. Magic. It's magic. There is. I, I assume Nice will be recommending them soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you, what? Do you think you know better than two hundred leading doctors, Nick? Yes. <laughs> turns out, yes. It turns out that most doctors aren't very good at statistics. Turns out, I can read the papers that they they obviously can't. <laughs> can't be bothered. Too complicated. Nice. You recommend. Uh, acupuncture and recommend what do they recommend now nick well they they recommend that every healthy person must take a statin or you'll drop dead immediately that's right but it's okay um only every single one of the people who wrote those recommendations had massive conflicts of interest through their substantial funding from the very pharmaceutical companies who produce those medicines what? just a hundred percent of them only a hundred percent that's negligible them, so. isn't it yes exactly <laughs> i think uh, i mean it could have been a lot worse imagine there'd been 300 percent Think about this, Nick, because mm. I think you're going to feel pretty shameful in a moment. Shamed, but not shameful. No, you will. You'll feel both shamed and you will feel shameful. Okay. Why, why, would, the, why would the pharmaceutical companies lie? What do they stand to get out of it? Actually, that's true. I mean, they're only interested in making people better. Exactly. They just want to heal. Anyway, it's, uh, it's all dealt with. I thought that you had sorted it out last week and they're now fully nationalised and the previous owners have been thrown in prison. That's true. All pharmaceuticals are now nationalised. Excellent. And therefore, no more um, meds and patents because, you know, we just do what we've always done, which is use taxpayer money to do the research and then just give give them away. Yes. That's, right. That's how it works now. <laughs> and it's amazing every we put single up managing director so and yeah. CEO and high-up representative of a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. turns out to be a pedo. Well, yeah, that's not surprising, is it? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, who who would have thought that the um, MD of Pfizer or Glaxo Wellcome wasn't? It was an outlandish thing to think that they wouldn't be kiddie fillers. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you, besides your arm? I'm all right. Are I you? Got a sore arm. I've lost a stone. Are you proud of me? <laughs> Where did you put it? Ah! It was my favourite stone from the garden. You lost your stone in my the garden. My favourite stone. I haven't and done it. the thing yet of picking up a stone's worth of things and then considered that I was lugging that around with me. 
you'll be surprised because when you pick it up, you'll think this is ridiculous. Especially if you drag it around with you, you walk up a hill or something. Well, the fact that I still need to lose at least another three stone also, you know, is a little demoralising when you do that. Well, you're already a third of the way through. According to Fat Secret, which is an Mm. excellent name for for an app. Because I like that most apps are all like, but this is uh, fat, you're fat. And you want to keep it a secret, you want to keep it a secret because you're ashamed. Um, I should have lost, I should have complete my goal within seven months. Very good. At this current pace. So you you by the end so by by Christmas, I will be a you'll, you'll slightly be an podgy and hairy wobbly man. There's no reason why you should be slightly podgy. If you started doing proper weight training now, um, I started doing could... it now. I would break my head as the weights fell off my left arm and onto my brain. Oh, that's true. Well, you could just you could just weight train one half of your body. So you, you would look like Popeye or something. You'd have there should reason. be one person who does that just for just for the Reddit hits. Yes. What is this Reddit? It's 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 a uh, it's a website for um, people. Is it who slash like dot for the year two thousand images of cats? I guess it is. It's slash dot for the um, for the cat photograph generation. I see. Mm. What happens? It generates an awful lot of traffic for rock paper shotgun when they approve of our existence. Obviously, not as much as slash dot. Not as that. much as slash dot. Do you remember we got slash dotted last week? Do you remember how the positive nearly ground to a halt as as yes. uh, as Simon yes. slash dot clicked on that link? I think he couldn't be bothered to click on the link. <laughs> what happened to slash dot? I don't know. It was amazing. There was a time when it could literally bring down yes. whole swathes of the internet by its uh, swarmed interest, and now nothing. 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 He doesn't. He doesn't even recognise it. Where are the most recognisable uh, swarm links these days? Is it Reddit or is it's it re- Reddit and Twitter? Reddit and Twitter. That's yeah. it. Facebook. If you're better at Facebook than Rock Paper Shotgun is, we're very bad at Facebook. Why are you so bad at Facebook? You need what? to get better at it, even though it's hateful. <laughs> exactly. I don't use it at all. Didn't you um, delete your account? Yes, I did. Yeah. I have a fake account, um, which I use for playing games for work, but it has no friends. Just like my real account <laughs> uh and uh and this it really scares me i've used a, an email address that isn't mine i've used no information about myself and it still suggests people i know that i could make friends with how does that work uh, i that's you'd have to ask Miss, uh, simon facebook oh yes ian facebook you mean see you just say ian facebook you're just copying Leon herring if you say simon it's an original and fresh joke well, by the way, this reminds me, I think you need to do um, more Brian the Bunnies. <laughs> do, you, do you think that? I do, yes. Good. It's been a while now, and I think you should have refreshed yourself such that you can now look at it without the contempt you had when you stopped doing them. How long do you think it's been since I do it, did it? Maybe nearly a year or so, <laughs> year and a half. It could be up to a year and a half already. Yes. I'm going to try to find Brian. Where's Brian? Okay, let's see. Cartoons, so the that's the uh, Phil music for while I look for the date of the last creation of a Brian cartoon date. Um, I, I, I think you should produce one a week. Okay, so those ones are obviously edited. The last time I created a new, uh, when, when it was running, it ended in. You got to guess which year. I'll tell you which month. It was June. June. No, May, I lied. May. May. May 2nd of May. May 2011. <laughs> 2006. 
I don't think that's correct. <laughs> it's nine to eight years. Eight years since I did Brian. And let's be honest, the last one you did was probably about a year after you did one before, because one suddenly reappeared, if I remember. So is, is Brian now about ten years old? Yeah. Started in... Well, Brian, the the drawing goes back a good 15, 20 years. Um, uh, yeah. But it looks like I started doing the website in 2005, and it ran, it ran for two years. I did a okay, hundred well, of the bloody things. I think it's time to do some more. I really don't. I mean, we discussed this very early on in the podcast, uh, and you said you found it twee and hateful, and you really didn't want it to do it is, anymore. It is. It's awful. But your father liked it. My dad likes it very much. So do and, you. Yeah, so I think it's time to resurrect Brian. All right. Oh, I just saw. I just. I just looking. I'm just looking through them. The really, really early ones when I drew in uh, paint or whatever. When I was drawing in the fake paint, yeah. paintbrush, paint something thingy, Paint Shop Pro. Before I started using Flash. Yeah. Um, and there's a good one. It's Brian's Guide to Gun Control. Mm-hmm. It says guns don't kill people. They're just faking it. That's good. <laughs> exactly. So your memories of its utter horribleness are distorted. I think you should. You're looking at, you're looking back at Brian through poo-tinted glasses. No, no, because like, the, the really early ones, like Brian's Guide to Raising a Child, which was the baby face down in a puddle, and that it was just very is incorrect. Good. That was brilliant. That was good, but that was a doodle I did when I was at college, um, uh, doing, when I was at Jesus College. Yes. And that's, you know, that, that's, that was funny, because it came out of just sitting me and Sean mucking around in college. So what do you think of this, uh, the latest revelations about what's going to happen with Scotland and the way that um, that Salmond is flailing about? I think that some of the stuff you've been retweeting is pretty weak. You know, I start from the position of not being pro-independence because nationalism, bleh. But uh, I much prefer the Yes campaign because it's not quite so awful in every conceivable way as the No campaign is. Yeah, well, I think Sc- arguing... Scotland's going to have so much trouble going. Wait, Turkey, of course, wave being waved in, but Scotland, no chance. No, so Turkey isn't being waved ridiculous. in, and Scotland certainly won't be waved in because of Spain. What do you mean because of Spain? Because Spain's made it very clear that it doesn't want to set a precedent for the uh, for Catalonia. And yet Spain won't chicken out. Well, Spain will chicken out as soon as the vote comes. Of course, they'll say it's fine. Look, we don't. No, they won't. Ridiculous. They'll veto it. Plus, there's a very interesting... Okay, fine. Let's, here's, here's an interesting issue. Um, all new entrants to the European Union have to agree immediately to join the Eurozone. That's part of the treaty. Right. So, Scotland will immediately have to adopt the Euro. Except, I don't think it will. It'll be fine. Well, then it can't join the European Union. But you've no, you see, this is the problem. The argument just keeps being moved. Oh, they won't be able to. It's be virtually impossible for people to be... vote them in. Meanwhile, Turkey, yeah, that's fine. No, Turkey and... is not. Uh, what do you mean that's fine? Turkey is not going to be a member of the European Union in the next twenty years. It's not fine. It, it was going to be until about two years ago, when everyone was saying yes, it's fine. No, they weren't saying yes, it's fine. That's the reason why they're not in, and that's why Erdogan is now. Uh, a crazy Islamist who's turning his back on Europe. It's not no, fine. No, it never that's was. why it's no longer fine, because the crazy Islamist. Incorrect. Some mad optimists thought it would be fine, uh, but it never was going to be. Similarly, you will not have Spain 
allowing a president of a breakaway part of one country gaining independence and then gaining full EU membership. You don't seem to understand the problem that Spain has with the Basques and the Catalans, and no, they I, will not allow it at all. Of course they won't. And they're, they're making it pretty damn clear that they're going to veto it, and that's just Spain. There are plenty of other countries with little breakaway sects that they are very keen not to allow this president to happen. And then, if assuming it does happen, and somehow Spain doesn't veto for some reason, and I don't know why they wouldn't, then you've got the issue about uh, the euro. I At think the moment Salmond is saying that that he wants to join the pound, and that's non-negotiable, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with the euro, he will be forced to join the euro if he joins the European Union, because all new members of the European Union join the euro as part of joining the European Union. That is the only way you get in now. There is no exception, there is no veto. They would ha- all the members of the EU would have to vote a new treaty to change that, every single one unanimously. I do not doubt for a moment that it were Scotland to vote for independence they would be grandfathered in in a way that would skip all these rules with no problems whatsoever. Really? How are they going to do that since there's no mechanism to do that in the EU? Because they're already in the EU. It'll be special exceptions because it's a completely unique situation. Yeah, where do, and where do those special exe- uh, exceptions exist within the treaty text? It doesn't, it, you'll fight, you'll realise that that won't be relevant. It'll just happen. It'll be gra- they'll be grandfathered in. Uh, under what legislation and authority? Under the fact that it, it would be insane otherwise, it will just happen. It will, it will just, it will happen. just happen. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's right. I'm <laughs> it saying will it just, will happen. just you, happen. You seem to think that um, that these things can just be wished into place, and there's not some massive, huge vetoing bureaucracy in place to stop things just happening. I am saying that I am perfectly aware that when enough people want something to happen anyway, those vetoes become quickly become irrelevant. Unbelievable. As for the pound, the, the, see, this is what bothers me. The the whole Osborne bluffing thing is just so transparent that they're only going to convince Scottish people to, you know, if you say, if you vote for independence, we're going to spitefully prevent you from doing something. People are going to go, um, you don't seem to be on my side. Not sure I'll be on the same team no. as you. Os- Osborne and Clegg and Miliband have all yes. said the same they've, thing. They've all said the same ridiculous... Uh, it's not ridiculous. Yes, Why it is, is. it ridiculous? Well, it's a pathetically well, obvious attempt to 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 blackmail Scotland, Scottish why people. Is it, what, what do you mean blackmail Scottish people? If you, why should you have the right to use a union's currency if you leave the union? I don't understand that. Because it's in the interests of both England and Scotland. That's why. Not really. Yes, really. Of course, it is. No, because neither. The, what's the point of independence then? The whole point of independence is that you have full control over your economic future and over your currency. So, so is no, it no, really... that's not the point of independence. That is a. There's one aspect of independence. Uh, that is not uh, the point of independence. Without economics, there's no such thing as independence. It's just then uh, flag waving. There really is nothing. That really is ludicrous. I think I, I, I really don't know enough about how the economics works. What I am aware is that idle threats say, oh, we right. won't let you. So have you have our an independent nation. Okay, will so be you... broken the moment if Scotland votes yes. Of course they will have to back down on that because it would be financially punitive to England. They would be spiting both Scotland and England. So the moment that, uh, so the moment that England then changes its interest rates, devalues the pound, does whatever it wants to do, Scotland then has to follow because it's its currency as well, and has absolutely no democratic control over that at all. Doesn't have democratic control over the value of its pound, no. 
but that's that's an aspect of it. And you've got to understand, I am not. I am. I, I, I am. They also want the Queen. They also want the UK Defence Force to remain in some form as well. And as he was talking about, what what sort of independence is this exactly? It's not really my problem. I don't really want them to have independence in the first place. Well, nor do they. It seems. No. no. <laughs> not in any meaningful sense. I think you are. Belitt- I think all of the things you are rhetorically asking have been comprehensively responded to. No, they haven't. That's the whole point. They've, there's been a lot of shrill whinging and whining about bullying, but I've not seen any proper grown-up response to this other than stop bullying us, which is the sort of thing I'd expect from Judith, but not from somebody who apparently has had fifty years to think about this. I think if you uh, actually seek out those answers, you know, look at look on Wings Over Scotland, and most of these questions have been answered fairly comprehensively. Not really. You can't just say that without having looked. I, I heard salmon whinge today. Yes, exactly. You've heard you've heard Alistair Alex Salmon Salmon Face, which and and he leads all of this, and he wasn't at all convincing in the speech he gave today. He was just whining. He had nothing constructive to say other than we deserve it. Well, mm, no, that's not what you say. And if you're independent, then you get to plough your own trough, but then you can't expect anybody else to be a part of your trough if they don't wish to be. That's what independence is. Once you've left home, you can't ask mummy to keep doing your laundry for you. But I, Well, you can, and that's... that's part, maybe. Well, you can ask, and mummy can say, piss off. Yeah, mummy can also say yes if she just wants to get you to start walking around in those stinky clothes. But here's my question for you. Why... What is your problem with... You know, your, your, the arguments you, you're making are very emotion, emotion, emotive and very, well, you can't have this and you can't have that. So what is the, what's behind that? What's your motivation? If somebody is arguing for independence, then mm-hmm. I expect them to have a coherent argument for it and an understanding about what independence actually means. And independence doesn't just mean, bah, 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 Tories, bad, we lovely socialists. Independence means that you have to suddenly start doing things for yourself that you never considered before. And you also have to start realising that there are risks of doing things yourself that you never had to consider before. And you're, in some senses, going it alone, and you have to then strive a completely new path. I have no time for people who want to paint their faces blue and white and talk about how wonderfully independent and braveheart they are, but in the next breath they're still whinging and wanting the best of all the things that they had before in the Union. There was a reason why the Union happened, and it wasn't just because English people are evil and Scottish people are lovely. There, There were very strong political and economic forces that made it happen in the first place, and I feel that for too long... A lot of braveheartery has been allowed to obscure that circumstance. Uh, there are other issues, for example. Um, let us assume you're correct and that, the, um, uh, and that Scotland is immediately allowed to join the EU again. Mm-hmm. Um, there is n- absolutely no way that they will have an exemption from Schengen. The, the British exemption from Schengen was very contingent and would not be uh, available to any new or rejoining member. And if they... So, so, so Scotland will be part of the Schengen area, um, but England won't be. That means that Berwick on Tweed will become a properly enforced border area where you'll have to have your passports checked because that'll effectively be the entrance. Oh, that's such rubbish! That will be the entrance and the exit of the Schengen area. The same thing that happens when you go on Eurostar now will have to happen there. It's as simple as that. I think there's an excellent post on, on Wings Over Scotland, which is just all of the open borders all across Europe, absolutely everywhere. Yes, that's called the Schengen... rubbish this argument is. Yes, the open borders agreement is called the Schengen Agreement, John. Written... 
uh, it, it, Britain and the United Kingdom at the moment isn't a part of that. That's why when you go, when you take a train from um, Brussels to Amsterdam, you hop on the train and you hop off the train. Mm-hmm. When you take a train from London to Brussels, you have to go through up to two separate passport checks. There's a reason for that. Well, again, I, you know, I'm not expert enough to have these arguments with you. I know that these arguments have already been responded to. Lucy, stop it! Hmm. She's coring my legs. I think you need to look these things up more caref- carefully first. So do I. I think you need to agreement. actually look at the responses that we made to these things. I think the idea that the, that these things wouldn't have been thought about well, is they pretty naive. Really. There was no plan B for not having the pound, which is a uh, well. I, I, I know. Let's 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 all demand that we get to use the dollar, shall we? What? Well. Why can't we do that? Let's all just say, ah, screw it. Let's forget about the pound. Let's all use the American dollar as our currency. Should we do that tomorrow? Do you think America might have a word? What, what has that got to do with anything? Also, many other nations have done that in the past. They, they've, uh, they've used the dollar and then they've had to stop. <laughs> because, you can't, because you can't simply sling your hook on another country's currency, can you? You can if that country sensibly agrees to it for the mutual benefits it would provide. Well, you can do it if you want, but the other country is not going to make any guarantees to you about the uh, about how much currency you'll be allowed to import and export from that country, about uh, having completely open trading areas and all that sort of stuff. At what point does independence not become independence? You tell I me. I don't care. I can't. Well, believe then what do they want? What do they want exactly? So- it's so pernickety and stupid. Well, I agree. I quite agree. It is very stupid. What is it exactly that they're looking for in this independence? I don't... It's not my... Pro- I don't... I'm not arguing on their side. I'm, I don't live in Scotland. I'm no, not No, but Scottish. maybe you have an idea. Can you tell me what they're looking for? Because yeah, they... But, do, are, in the most important economic and political areas, they want to concede anything that independence would give. So I'm just... I'm, I'm baffled. I think it you just can't seems just, to be a romantic. You can't project. just sling in and political there. It's not how it works. In economic, yes, but politically, they would have independence. Really, from the, from the EU, not from the. Oh my goodness, this is very silly. Well, they won't have political independence because they'll have substantial. Um, they'll have substantial treaty obligations as the United Kingdom does at the moment if they do go into a a currency union then there'll be substantial political uh, concessions that they'll have to make there as well that's the way these things work otherwise you don't go into these particular treaties and strategies do you? Like I say I just don't care I can't believe we're having this incredibly boring conversation about Scottish independence Well that's the point about it I don't know what exactly they're trying to achieve well why don't you stop asking me and start well, asking think... some people who are trying to achieve it well you seem to have thought they've got very good answers so I no i don't i'm saying they have answers assuming yeah. they don't is silly well i do assume they don't because i've but exactly and i'm saying you're silly are... but i just don't care because it's not something that's important to me right now if you ask me which way do i want the vote to go i would want him to vote yes for independence because that will be the more interesting thing to watch I think it would be. I think that would be unfair to Scotland. I think it'd be interesting viewing. Well, I think it. I, I, I quite like Scotland, and I think that would be unfair to them. I think Scotland will stay. I think Scotland will stay there. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Mm, I think it might start just just float north. <laughs> much, more, much more. Much more interestingly, 
Mm. I retweeted someone today who um, put the, the Daily Express front page, which the headline is 70% say we must ban new migrants. What does that mean? Well, exactly. It's a Channel 5 survey, apparently. <sighs> God, do they still exist? And um, also on the front page of this is a photograph of Simon Cowell with his new baby. Lovely. A photograph of Cliff Richard, as they're giving away a CD of his, and a photograph of Helen Mirren, who won at the uh, BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Right, and so this person pointed out, they said, Dear Express, Helen Mirren's dad was a Russian immigrant, Carol's grandmother was Polish, and Cliff was born in India. <laughs> so I retweeted this, and someone replied to me, um, and, the, you know, I love it when people, you know, if I retweet something, they reply to me and that poor other person, as if they, mm-hmm. want, as if they want to be heard, hearing from these people. He replied to me saying, this is somebody who follows me, which is what weirded me out the most. He said, and they should have been subjected to immigration law requiring competency in English and a period of suspension. Right. So I replied to him saying, I'm trying to work out if there's a joke if I'm missing or if you're just a tosser. And what did they say? He said, aren't opinions great? Now imagine that other people have them too. <laughs> so I said... Um, oh, Twitter, you're such a mess. I've got to figure out what I said to him now. Um, Why can't Twitter get the very simple thing that um, mail clients and Usenet news group clients got right 20 years ago? It's kind of 30. sad, isn't it? So yeah. I said, I'm well aware you're having an opinion. You're the one that you're, you're having one that makes you an indol- intolerant douchebag. Congrats. And then added, and to cut you off at the pass, I didn't invite your unpleasant opinion into my life. You imposed it into mine. Because what normally happens at this point is say, oh, well, you said... Like, no, I don't... Yeah, anyway. Um, I think it's a perfectly reasonable opinion. I think they should have made damn sure that Cliff Richard could speak English. Absolutely. Don't want him coming in here with his Indian pyjamas or whatever it is <laughs> those funny Pakistani Indians speak. Exactly. He, yeah, he then said, he replied to me, to express an opinion is to invite criticism. Your comment alone suggests single-minded, short-sighted self-consideration alone. It does. Which is I'm just too mad to reply to at that point. I ex- didn't express an opinion. I retweeted someone stating some facts. But anyway, that, that aside, um, someone then replied to him saying, I haven't seen any English speaking Spanish in Spain. Shall, shall they send them back? And he says, tourist or expats? Expats who don't speak comp- uh, competent Spanish should be, should be. It's rude and ignorant. So, you know, he's at least well, he's is, consistent in his... Uh, no, it, it is rude and ignorant. I agree, it's, I agree that it's... I agree that the British expats living in their enclaves in Spain is pretty... The icky. Yes, and I think generally when people move to a new place, they should yes. learn the language. I think it's very sensible to language. Having to have learned it before you got there is prejudice. Well, yes, I mean, it would be quite easy to uh, learn it once you're there, as long as you exactly. mix. So forced mixing should be the real thing. Everybody should be forced to go to a football match or something like Everyone that. Everyone should be forced to go to a key party. Yes, a big tea party with scones and clotted cream No, a cream key jam. party. I thought you said a tea party. No, a key party. So you go home with another partner and you learn the language. Yes. Because well, otherwise I... you just stay with it in your own relationship and then you would just you just encourage each other to keep speaking in in yes. in uh, foreign tongues. Speaking in tongues. Yeah. In those dreadful yeah. foreign languages that all those foreign people speak. There is only one language that isn't foreign and that's English. That's right. Yeah. Or Scottish. I'm Scots. gonna quote I'm gonna do the terrible I'm gonna quote Monty Python, one of my favourite Monty Python lines ever. Mm-hmm. As Terry Jones saying, I think there should be a tax on all foreign people living abroad. Yes. Exactly, that's a funny that. line. That's yeah, funny uh, line. They're coming back. Oh, they, they, I love that when every time they re- reunite, which they do about once every two years, we get this mm. Monty Python reforming for the first time again somehow. 
Yeah, I don't think they ever deformed, really. They just. I, re- I remember when they were all on stage. They did a thing on stage, oh, gosh, 10, 15 years ago, when it was all f- the four of them, five of them, and uh, Graham Chapman's urn of ashes, allegedly. Yes. On a stand. I remember that one. I remember when they reformed with Eddie Izzard for a thing. I mean, they're just constantly reforming, and it's always horrible, and and and, and it should never be. And Eric Idle is 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 a blight, yes, and and shouldn't be encouraged. There should be a fungicide that gets rid of him. Exactly. Yes. So I've got a bit of Eric Idle in the crotch. I need to get some special powder. I remember. Do you remember Broadcasting House when it was good when Eddie Mayer presented it? Yes. I remember. I may have mentioned this before because one of my favourite things when uh, they sent Mark Modell to mm. uh, a British enclave in Spain. Yes. Interview people there about what they thought about uh, British immigration. And mm-hmm. that's just, they just did it for the hell of it. And it was just a string of people going, oh, I should oh, leave the country, oh, get out yeah. of our country. Oh, oh, oh. And Mark Mandel was wonderful. He didn't say anything, he didn't question anything, he just let them say it. And that was it. And they just went back to the studio. It was just glorious. I like that, yes. That the other great happen. one they did was the last flight of Concorde. They said, I think it was Mark Mandel, they, they couldn't get him a seat on the fl- final Concorde flight. So at the same weekend, uh, a, route, a train route going into Wales was being changed. It was the last time the train would run this route, so they put him on that instead. And he interviewed people about this momentous journey as if he were on Concord. And it, everyone was just bemused, except for one man who completely got the joke and played along to his girlfriend. His girlfriend was just cracking up in the background while this, this man was going, and just completely playing along with, with this moment. It was just fantastic radio. A broadcasting house has been damaged now. Well, it, it was Eddie Mayer's thing so it was never going to be the same without him mm. still it's nice to have him on at half past five now because it's five you know, o'clock when, well five to six isn't it yes and f- especially on fridays friday pm on friday is essentially broadcasting house which is great but it's nice to have him on because it used to be a bit you know as as the day goes on and it's getting a bit dark you're going to start putting on dinner and that kind of thing it, it, it's nice to have something a little chirpier to yeah, keep you company right time to stop is it? You've got yep. somewhere important to go, have you? Yes, I do. I can't imagine what. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.